0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, the star of D-Mike Media, Mr. Dennis Michelson. Dennis, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing fantastic. And, uh, you know, I got it from good authority that Z-Man is out on some yacht in Long Beach right now. And uh, is it is probably right about now having his first course of lobster Newberg.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I think we have the same sources because I uh, I heard exactly the same thing. What uh, what a life! What a life! While yeah. uh, we're stuck here and uh, you know not eating lobster, eating fast food takeout. But uh, such is life, Dennis. Such is life. There you go. So, Bristol, what were your uh, takeaways from Bristol, Dennis?
0: Well, I actually thought it was a very entertaining race, but I also came to a very startling conclusion this weekend that the fans that buy tickets at Bristol Motor Speedway do not buy tickets to see great racing because that race was great. And I have never been so embarrassed by a crowd at Bristol Motor Speedway, I'm usually not one of those, oh, look at how many empty seats there are kind of guys because there's empty seats at every sporting event. Heck, there were empty seats in the NCAA tournament games. Yep. But the glaring, glaring lack of fans at, uh, at the race at Bristol tells you that you're doing something wrong um, as a sport, And one of the things that they're doing wrong is these cars are way too sensitive to contact. We saw it again at Bristol where just the least little rubbing and bumping and guys were having tire problems because the wheel wells are not, you know, big enough on these cars like they used to be on the stock cars that made Bristol famous when there was a lot of beating and banging. So. You know, I I think it is sort of, it was a great race. Don't get me wrong. I love the new Bristol. The only problem is it's built in place of the old Bristol, which the fans used to love.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on uh, these cars not being able to take the same pounding like they used to. You know, one of my favorite finishes in all of NASCAR history is that duel between Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch you know where the last two laps they're just you know door slamming each other left and right and you would not get that finish in today's NASCAR at all because the first or second time they made contact somebody or both of them would have popped a tire
0: yeah it's it's absolutely impossible to make any contact because the splitter sticks out that takes out tires the, the wheel wells are so tight on the frames of these cars. And aero is so important, even at the shorter tracks, which is the most bizarre thing. And if you don't think aero is important, that's why they were able to set a new track record for the Cup Series out of Bristol Motor Speedway last week. Because aero, the amount of downforce that they had through the corners, they could go so fast through those corners. That's great racing as far as if you were building a track from scratch but that's not why you had to build 168,000 seats at Bristol Motor Speedway. When was the last time you remember a really good post-race event and fight and scuffle or a guy throwing a helmet at Bristol Motor Speedway? It predates the change of this track configuration. So you know, and predates the, the, the car tomorrow as well. You know it, it's great racing, but it's Formula One with fenders now. There's too much technology in stock car racing. And, and that was my wake-up call this weekend that that's not why the fans like stock car racing. I'm a big technology guy. I love to see all the technology in IndyCar and Formula One but the redneck in me loves short track racing and stock car racing because it is lower tech and it's, it's supposed to be, but now you got more team engineers and computer whizzes looking at data than you do mechanics. And that's getting away from the stock car racing that the older fans fell in love with.
1: Yeah, I agree with you a million percent, Dennis, you know, I can't remember any time ever in my lifetime hearing a fan saying, oh, yeah, I wish they had more. uh, The cars were more dependent on aero. No one ever says that. What the fans want is passing, battles for the lead, and being able to bump and bang. They want rivalries. They want heated emotion, like true emotion, out of these guys, they don't care what a car looks like on, in the wind tunnel. They want to see it on the track.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, you look at all the classic races in NASCAR history, and most of those finishes wouldn't be possible with today's car. I mean, I date all the way back to the very first running of the Daytona 500, and the two guys that got into the big collision that caused the big fight uh, at the end of, of the very first fully televised Daytona 500, those guys would have been out of the race because earlier in the race they spun into the grass. They do that with today's car, and the front splitter tears the whole front end off the car, and they're done for the day. Yeah, you know, stock car racing is supposed to be old, old-fashioned technology. It's it wasn't supposed to be, you know, the end-all and be, be-all. That's why you have Formula One. That's why you have Formula One cars that are so technologically advanced, so fully dependent on the aero, that if they could ever figure out a way to start a race upside down, these cars could race upside down. I mean, (laughs) that's the bizarre thing about how much downforce there is in a Formula One car. Nobody tunes in stock car racing to see aero-dependent race cars. They want to see guys leaning on each other. Look at all the famous drivers from the past. They all leaned on the competition to win, and and that's what we're missing along with the personalities. Because nowadays, you know, guys couldn't act like Earnhardt or Taylor Yarbrough. they'd be out of a sponsorship overnight. Um, so a lot of the the things that NASCAR can do are unfortunately out of their control because of the way things have changed nowadays. And, Kind of all got softer as a society, but the things that they can change, the, the arrow, the, the dependency on downforce, you know, that's where they really are missing the boat. They tried some new combinations at the all star race, and I kind of begged them just take off the splitter, take off the side skirts, open up the engines, give these guys back the power, take away the downforce and try it at the all-star race and see if it gives you better racing like we used to get back in the day at Charlotte. If it doesn't work, you're just out at an all-star race, and the cars would be cheaper to make for these guys anyway, so they're not going to fight you on that for this one race thing and do a test. But, you know, if Bristol didn't wake us all up that there's a problem in the sport right now, I don't think anything ever will. And, and yeah, it, it could be worse, man. We're we're still talking about NASCAR being the 600-pound gorilla, the, the most popular race, type of racing that's out there. They run laps around IndyCar as far as ratings and fans and, and everything like that. But it does show you, when you only have about a fourth of the seats filled at a stadium, I don't care how many seats you built, you built them because of a reason, because you were selling them at one time. If you were half full at Bristol Motor Speedway, it wouldn't even be a big deal because 80,000 people is still more than you get for all the big events, including the Super Bowl and the NCAA Final Four and everything. You know, a few football games at the Big House in Michigan are the only things that you'd be out, you know, outdrawn by for the year. But when it's 40 or 45,000, and you used to sell 168,000 seats. When you used to make commercials about divorce cases and getting your Bristol tickets in a divorce battle, and it used to be legit because you had 15 to 20,000 people on a waiting list for tickets, and you were sold out every year, and now you're able to close two grandstands and still see a lot of empty seats on both the front and the back stretch that's a wake up call. You got to listen to the fans because they didn't like what they saw even though the racing was great. So that that kind of tells me that you're doing something wrong. And yes, the local area has been a culprit here too of just killing Bristol. His hotel rooms in Johnson City just a few miles away going for 350 a night, 3 night minimum. You know, it's they've cut their own throat in certain ways, but that still doesn't explain why there were so few fans at the stands. Plus, there were very few RVs out at the old uh, the, the, the old uh, uh, place on the hill there, uh, the old campground on the hill uh, between the track and the drag strip. There were a lot of empty spots. That's something new here just in the last five years.
1: Yeah, I agree. One of the things that, uh, that I took away from last week was uh, – you know, a couple years ago, it was a big push uh, from NASCAR fans that they wanted more road courses. Uh, lately, we've been hearing more short tracks, more short tracks, more short tracks, and then no one shows up to freaking Bristol. It You know, it just shows that uh, the people that are all over Twitter saying all this stuff do not back up what they say. So NASCAR goes oh. to Richmond tonight. Uh, my personal favorite track on the NASCAR schedule. What uh, what are you looking for out of the race tonight, Dennis?
0: Oh, it should be a fantastic race. If last night's Xfinity race is any kind of a teaser, um, we should have just a barn burner tonight. Richmond is the most perfect track because it is a short track. You get that short track, you know, urgency of making the passes and keeping your track position but it's also a mini speedway because there are many grooves that you can take around this track. And on restarts especially, I wouldn't be shocked at one point if we try to see them four wide going into the corner. Of course, they will lot them all up uh, trying to come out of that corner. But I wouldn't be surprised to see three or even four wide on a restart as guys just go absolutely crazy late in the race. This should be a fantastic race. It always, always is.
1: Yeah, I agree, and hopefully we get some tempers flaring. Uh, we're talking to Dennis Michelson, the star, president and CEO of D-Mike Media. Uh, Dennis, who's your pick for the race tonight?
0: Well, I had taken Joey Lugano earlier in the week over on my frontstretch.com article, uh, my odds and ends, that appears, every Thursday morning. But I'm going to make a little bit of an audible here uh, because the qualifying – I liked what I saw with Kevin Harvick. He's hungry after that pre-race penalty at Bristol cost him. He had the fastest car by far at Bristol Motor Speedway, what was fighting from behind because of those pre-race penalties. I like Kevin Harvick's chance to go into victory lane tonight.
1: All right. I just talked to, to Steve Zaki. You know, I guess he got cell reception on that yacht that he's on. Uh, he's going to go with Joey Logano, so he stole your pick from earlier in the week, so you can kick him in the knee next time you see him for doing that. Uh, I'm going to go with the outlaw, Mr. Kurt Busch. I think uh, he uh, he finds victory lane tonight. Uh, what's the latest over at D-Mike Media, Dennis?
0: Well, we've added a new podcast called Showtime, which is a uh, uh, basketball podcast podcast covering the indie show of the midwest basketball league very exciting uh schedule for those guys and we'll be uh taking you with an inside look at this semi-pro basketball team that helps groom players and uh and staff uh for going up uh to the uh to the minor league uh, basketball leagues and eventually to the nba and overseas so uh Check out Showtime and, of course, with my voice finally returning to almost normal, uh, we'll we have another edition of our Wildfire Fever podcast for ultimate Frisbee fans and also our all of our racing podcasts will return next week as well. So lots of good coverage coming up uh, on uh, dmikemedia.com.
1: Fantastic. Dennis, thank you so much for a few minutes. I appreciate it. Enjoy the race tonight, buddy.
0: All right, Mr. O.